what's up everybody welcome back to bike race weekly my name is rick grunewald and i'm here with my host hey guys this is ryan gerard and we are back in the podcast studio here to talk about an exciting weekend of racing and that exciting weekend of racing was the wisconsin state championships weekend both crit on saturday and road on sunday yeah yeah you know as far as uh races go those are definitely up there for me. I, I, not so much that it's like a state championship, but I just really like the courses and the venues. Yeah, and it was a, it was a good production too. Uh, so on Saturday we had the Fitchburg Festival of Speed, which was in not downtown Fitchburg, kind of like a, it was like a research park, but they had a really cool like main stage, and they had music and. Like kind of like a beer tent thing and stuff like that. They um, had a full stage. Yeah, which is awkward because like for like ninety percent of the day, like there's a band up playing on the stage that's facing away from the race course. The placement could have been a little bit better. Playing to no one. But by the end of the night, it was pretty good. It was a good. I wasn't there long enough. It was a good transition after the last race ended. People then walked over for the band. Got it. Yeah. I just think that <clears throat> if they're gonna have a band, like turn them oh. so it's towards the course. Ah. Uh, okay. So in between the laps, you're kind of turning towards the course, towards the band, towards the course, towards the band. Because I see. You know, so it's it's kind of like you got two things going on that you could be interested in. They played really mu- good music. The yeah, band that I was listening to. It's a good played, band. Yeah, played really good music. It's just like. You, you can't see the band from the course right no and yeah i thought about that too because the positioning of the band do you want the audience in in the that's watching the band to also be able to see the course or do you want the band to be playing to the course and i don't know i don't think there's a good answer but i kind of agree with what you're saying i got an even better answer put the band middle like the stage right up against the course Ooh. Like, you know, they have a stage at Toad. Yeah. Put the band right up against the course so the music is playing during the race. I kind of like that idea. I yeah. think that'd be pretty neat. There you go. Yeah. All right. Whoever, who puts well, that on? Brazen? Uh, yeah, something like that, I think. Brazen, or the, if you're listening. The, the Fitchburg Board of Economic Development. Really? They put that on? I believe. Maybe it's... I believe they're a big, at least a big part of it. Maybe uh, Brazen just, like... <coughs> approach them for I think it. they do like the the setup you know okay. like the volunteering and stuff sure I don't sure. know yeah so yeah all good ideas but Ryan you actually raced this race I did I did over race. the weekend yeah you raced the men's cat three race yeah nice. uh it, it how the race go for you I'd, I'd say overall <coughs> it was decent you know um I was the crit was tough mo- because it was so hot yeah uh, and then I had a plan and I did not follow the plan and I so I tried going for breaks probably like a few breaks throughout the race but I mean my plan was to sit in and wait for the sprint mm-hmm. um, I there had been breaks earlier in the day and I knew guys in the race we're gonna try looking who we're trying to look for breaks so I kind of got antsy yeah and when other guys went off the front I always thought like oh this is it yeah you know this could go turned out that nothing went so it's, um, it's a hard race for a break to stick because it's a pretty easy course yeah um, so like in general yeah like I saw I was watching your race 
and it seemed like right when things right when people went um, you know it was like it, it wasn't hard enough to where like whoever's on the front could put a couple of digs in and then people would kind of rotate through and mm-hmm. and just bring it right back essentially yeah you know one thing I've learned about Cat 3 racing this year is that never underestimate the uh, power of Cat 3's to just let people go off the front what do you mean by that? Um, so often, and I've been seeing it happen a lot lately, that, you know, since Cat 3s are all individual riders for the, for the I, most part, for the yeah, most for part, the most part. Uh, nobody wants to chase. So it's it, true. it just takes that one time for people to look at each other, and all of a sudden nobody wants to do the pulling back. I kind of feel like most, most Cat 3s got to where they are by being a lazy cat four yeah you know what i mean like everybody's been in that cat four race where like somebody will go up the road and you'll just be like oh god i hope somebody just like brings that back and sure enough somebody will like get on the front and just like drill it back and it'll happen over and over again and then it'll be like a you know it'll be like like i always thought i was like a really good uh like a really good like sprinter when i was a cat four turns out i just preserved all my energy for the last like five laps of the race yeah yeah so yeah that kind of that and i've been noticing that a lot lately you know a lot of races this year have ended in breakaways yeah um specifically for that reason for sure um and i will get to it later but at the, my race on sunday it was pretty bad oh yeah 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 but uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that in a little yeah, bit yeah, we'll get but, to that. so but you you ended up still getting a pretty good result though yeah it, it ended up a breakaway ended up not sticking, and it yeah. was all back together on the last few laps. I think the last two laps were brutal. Yeah, you know, um, I think the average pace for the race was twenty seven point six. I had a, a on, pretty fast race. That's pretty fast. Yeah, for being like a, yeah, for being just like a, a smaller group. Like you guys yeah. didn't have. I think there was thirty people. Yeah, that's pretty fast for 30 people. Yeah, it did not feel that fast. Maybe the course was just fast, but mm-hmm. um, the last two laps were, were pretty quick. Uh, I had I told myself before the race I would be aggressive. Um, I would not get swarmed. You know, So doing that, I just made sure that when, um, towards the end of the race, that I chose my position and... You know, I fought hard to stay in that position. Did it ever get dicey? Like, did you think that somebody was gonna? Yeah, you know, like, I overlap your wheel or, or get too aggressive. To be quite honest, that was probably me. Oh really? Where you know, I saw the hole and I took the hole, and someone actually yelled because they were coming up behind me, and I took the hole they were looking to go into, and they started yelling, "Hey, I'm in! Like, I'm inside!" Yeah, like inside, inside. And you're just like, no, and I was just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> so I just I filled the hole. He must. He probably had to hit his brakes. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. He had to hit his brakes, and I filled that hole, and followed the. Got right up to the front, and the guy in front of me attacked. Oh, okay. Um, I think that guy ended up taking second, first or second. I think he took first. It's basically a race to that last corner. Yeah. Whoever gets there first wins. It's a race to the last corner, and I told myself I'm not letting anyone beat me to the last corner. Yeah. So I think there was one guy off the front just slightly off the front the guy in front of me went um and he, he went hard and i he actually had a bit of a gap to me wow. and i went around that last corner just like completely cooked yeah and uh it was kind of like one of those times where you try to get out of the saddle and you have just like nothing left yeah and the guy behind me 
got me at the line. Oh, bummer. Which, I mean, he's, I know him. He, he's a really good rider. Oh, yeah. So it's, I'm not surprised that he was able to come around me, but still to, to get, you know, to, to just barely miss third place, you know? Yeah. That, that was a little rough. It's kind of a bummer. I was for a little, sure. it was a little disappointing, but. I mean, it's not a bad result. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially for the state championships. Yeah, and it was a tough race. Oh, know? yeah. Definitely. It was a tough race. I actually was around for most of the day, so I actually watched almost every single race throughout the day. There's some good races, for mm-hmm. sure. I, I guess particularly, like, you know, if we're talking about, like, state championships, like, elite women, two riders went off the front, like, right away. I think within the first couple laps, and they basically just stuck it for the entire race. Um, one of them was Kayla Clemens, and then I think the other's name was Amber Sire or Sear. Uh, it was a it was a little bit of a smaller field for sure. So like the chase group was like they had more riders, but they just couldn't bring them back. And then you guys actually ended up leaving a little bit later in the day. I stuck around and watched the elite men's race. That was a pretty good race. Um, eight hundred one Madison actually had like six riders in that race in a field of about 25, 30 riders. And that's crazy to me because I've never seen them before. So, I've seen, like, people yeah. with the jersey on, like, one at a race before, yeah. but I've never seen that many, pe- like, of their riders. I didn't even know they had a team. I don't know a lot about the team, but from what I understand, they're Trek employees, but they're, like, the fastest Trek employees, if that makes sense. That's exactly what it is. They're very fast. Like, all those guys, some of those guys used to be pro riders, so in and they, of their own right, they like hire a lot fast. of like ex pro riders to like give them a job after racing. Yeah, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and I know. So then, I mean, from the gun, it was just like they were just sending riders up the road, and they were like they were rolling two man breakaways, three man breakaways for like the entire race essentially with different riders. And within the last couple laps, uh, one of their riders, Brian Fosler, went. And then Jaden Yeager, actually, or Jaeger, probably how you pronounce the name, he bridged up to him. So it was a two-man breakaway for, like, the last <clears throat> few laps of the race. And then I believe within, on the last lap, Brian attacked Jaden and then came home with the win. Which was, you know, I would have expected because they, he had literally six other guys back in the field. Yeah. So, like, he, the onus was not on him. To, to really do that much work in the break. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of what I would figure. When you yeah. show up with like six guys to a race like that, especially when yeah. um, there's a lot less. Uh, they were like big the biggest, riders. Yeah, like, and they were like the biggest team. Like I don't. Yeah. There really wasn't any any other teams there. The other like big, they they showed up to win. Yeah, the other big teams in Wisconsin were not represented there. It's weird. I thought Velikovs would have had like a squad of guys. There. Yeah. I think they won the championships. They're the last the, year. Last year, I think they yeah. won the race. I think they won it with a rider that was not from Wisconsin. So oh. technically, they didn't win the state championship, oh, okay. but they won the state championship race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of Project works. Echelon. I'm, I was surprised Project Echelon didn't have anyone there either. Yeah, I think they had one one rider. One rider. That was it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're. I know they those... had one rider at the the race the following yeah. year. Yeah, I guess all those guys are probably just going to bigger races yeah you know? it's like if they're in town they'll race it otherwise they're somewhere else but yeah and it I was interesting uh project alumnus 
Is that what the team is? Oh, I think it's just called Alumnus. Alumnus Project, I think. Oh, okay. Alumnus Project is a team made up of uh, past Madison. A lot of Madison grads or Madison residents? Yeah, I think, I believe it's all Madison alumni. Oh, okay. Or something like that. From like, yeah, they started like the team after, you know, they all left college. Yeah. Were there, were there any riders in the crit? I thought they had a few people, three or four. Uh, in the road race, they did. Okay. I don't, I don't know if they had any. I guess I just assumed they'd have a few people in the crit as well. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I, there might have been one rider or two riders, but I actually don't remember any of their riders being in the crit. I might be mistaken. Hmm. Um, but anyways, that was the state crit on Saturday. Yeah. The following day was a state road race, which was in New Glarus, which was even hotter. Hotter. It was like touching ninety it degrees. Was Ninety-two. Super, when I looked super at hot. My phone in the car. Yeah, and. So I'm not. I know we aren't huge fans of road races because they're they're longer. They're a little less exciting than crits, but it's kind of a cool like format. The whole you know you basically everybody's on course at once. They stagger because it's like 15 mile loops. So they do a set of races in the morning and then a set of races in the afternoon. You're in the Cat Three race, so you're in the afternoon races, and they just basically let the P One Twos go and then the Masters Two Three and then the the Cat Threes and the Four Fives or or however. The order is going to go. I think they had like four or five. I think they had four yeah. races going on at once. Which is kind of cool because I was in the feed zone uh, feeding for you and Matthew. And I could just like watch the races come by as the day went on. So I really was never like not watching. Even though they were like 15 mile loops in a circuit, I was never not watching a race. But from your perspective, Ryan, hot race. You had technically one other teammate with Matthew, your brother, yeah. in the race. How did everything pan out? Um, well, first off, yeah, a huge benefit was just having Matthew in the race with me. Mm-hmm. Um, just even, honestly, just having someone there to, like, when it's boring, to, like, just chat with, you know? Yeah. Also, too, somebody that you know you're not going to have to fight for a wheel. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. a mental stress relief when you know, like, oh, like, Matt's not going to chop me for that wheel, or, like, he's not going to, like try to like you know Mm -hmm. do something yeah so it it was nice to just have someone there to be honest it's been a while since i've had like another person in the race with me for you know like another buddy so it was just nice having someone else there yeah um but i mean the heat was pretty rough uh the worst part of the heat was that my entire the bottoms of my entire feet just got hot 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 spots spots. hot spots um I know it was because I had my shoes too tight, which mm. I usually run pretty tight shoes just because I like the the snug fit. Yeah. Um, that was not the case for a really hot road Your race. Your feet probably swell a little bit when it's that hot, so yeah. that's probably what happens. So I believe what happens when you get hot feet is actually um, you, your nerves are getting pinched. Yeah. And It's not a good feeling. I've had it before. Yeah, too, yeah. and you don't get like the, the good blood flow. Mm-hmm. Which causes your feet to just feel like they're on fire. Yeah. So the last there was three laps of 50, like thirteen and a half miles, and the last lap was just miserable because of it. Mm. Like just miserable. Um, besides that, the first two laps were pretty boring. Um, me and Matthew literally just sat in the back. Yeah. You know, we chatted a little bit. Uh, it wasn't necessarily hard. There was um, like one punchy climb. At the end of the race, that was actually yeah. where the race finished. Well, most of the race was pretty <clears throat> punchy climbs. There was just one yeah. bigger climb. Slightly longer. Yeah. Slightly longer. But, I mean, uh, I knew that nobody was nobody in that Cat 3 field were gonna, was going to do a 
30 mile breakaway, you know, right now without even, a big group, even right. a 20 mile breakaway. Uh, <coughs> so there was other guys who I knew were really strong, um, who tried going for breakaways in the first lap. And I was like, they're just going to burn out. There's no, there wasn't enough crosswinds too, to yeah. really like, yeah. you know, when it's super crosswindy, you can maybe like go to the front and just start to like shell people. But it was like a pretty docile day for the most part. Yeah. So the first two laps were pretty much like that. Like, uh, people would go for breaks, get reeled back in pretty quick. Um, and me and Matthew just chilled in the back. Uh, once we got to the big hill on the second lap, uh, right before the hill, I was like, I told Matthew, I was like, Hey, we got to get to the front on this hill. Yeah. Um, the reason being is two reasons is one being that, uh, if you're getting fatigued, at least you can drift back. Yeah. And that's called sag climbing for sag anybody climbing. that's not, not aware, yeah. not, uh, not familiar. Uh, second reason being, I knew people were going to, that was going to be where people got, yeah. got dropped. Right. Um, Matthew, so Matthew did get to the front with me. Um, I actually led up the climb, which was nice because I just set the, uh, like a good pace for myself. Right. And it's steep enough too, where you're not getting a great draft anyways. Yeah. You get a little bit of a draft, but it's not that, it's not that bad, that great. So if you're on the front, you can kind of dictate the tempo. You can wind it up to be hard enough where nobody's going to attack as well. If you don't want to like, yeah, if you want to deter people from like flying up the flying up the climb and like breaking away put the tempo relatively hard you know and that's one thing that uh i was thinking about going up the climb because i was i was like you know in my mind i was like could i get out of the saddle and attack right now yeah and my thought was yes but i wouldn't be able to hold it which you, made me comfortable because i i was strong enough to know that that like if I couldn't do that, mm-hmm. other people aren't going to be able to do that. You know, I think at the best case scenario, it would have split the group, and you might have been in now like a smaller group of uh, eight riders, but you would have had to made the effort to split the group, and you would have been the one that would have put that dig in, and you would have been on the front, right? So anybody that's kind of like near you, they can kind of slide back and just miss that miss where it gets uh, broken up, and they'll save a lot of energy. Whereas like. No matter what, you're the one that's going to put all the energy into making that move happen. Well, funny enough, that's pretty much exactly what happened, except uh, two other guys uh, put in an attack right at the top of the hill. Uh-huh. Um, I, was pre- I was pretty cooked. So they went, and I actually thought to myself, I'm, th- I'm not going to chase. Mm-hmm. Um, thus far through the race other people were chasing and they weren't that far ahead of us yeah and there was like a pretty good like i need to catch up to them uh that went for another like mile or two and then at that point was when uh there was like a group of like eight of us and then two riders off the front and so jumping back to what i was saying before about cat three racers just letting people go nobody wants to chase nobody wants to chase Except, you know, in this situation... Lazy cat fours. Lazy cat fours. Except for in this situation, there was only about eight of us, eight, maybe ten of us. Yeah. Um, and, like, we would get a... And they were not far ahead of us. And there was only two of them and, like, eight or ten of us. We would... And no, nobody had... Um, they were teammates up ahead with no teammates in the group. Okay. And everybody was a single rider. We would start doing, like, a circle pace line... Because everyone's like, let's catch them so that we're racing for first place, not racing for third place. We would literally get like 
two rotations, and then someone would stop working. Yeah. And then everybody would stop pulling, someone would attack, um, and then all of a sudden someone else would try to go, and then all of a sudden there's a pace line again, it get caught, all of a sudden we're in a circle pace line for like one or two turns, and then someone stops. If you, I feel like if you want to guarantee, if you want to make sure that a breakaway works in a cat three race, Mm -hmm. just make sure that you're attacking out of a smaller group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, it's like you can just basically guarantee that they're not going to work together. Like it's it, yeah, as, as yeah. long as it's not the entire field. You know, like if you have a big enough field, like somebody will probably go to the front. But like the you know, like most cat threes, especially if they've made like a la- a move later in the race, they're just they want somebody to take them to the line. Like they everybody thinks that they can like win at the finish, right? But nobody wants to like try to work together to like bring in first and second place yeah so it was just so frustrating because in my head i was like they're like right there i was like we do a few turns that don't put a much like did you yell at anybody did you find the person that wasn't working do you want to name names no i'm not the one to yell during a race you know um but there was definitely people yelling it was just, I mean, like, I was frustrated. I was really frustrated because it's kind of like we were just giving them first and second place. Yeah. Where we could just, as a group, put in, like, each person put five seconds in at the front and start rotating like that. You're not putting in much effort. We pull those two guys in, and they, they were both really good riders. Mm-hmm. Um, I've raced with them before. And they were <laughs> cooked, you know? They, were, they said just a... Of a really high pace, but yeah. not something that we couldn't have caught, and they just cooked themselves. So if we would have caught them, and I, they, there's no yeah. way that they could have like. Even well, and I was at the finish line, and I watched them roll in, and like they weren't sprinting up the hill to finish. They were just like one of the kids was like cracked, like he was just like barely getting up the hill to like finish. The other one, like waited up for him because they were on the same team, so they crossed the line at the same time, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean. In no way, like I feel like you guys would have caught them, and they probably might, they might have been out the back. Like, Either way, they would have been pretty cooked. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it is kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. So then I think I put in one or two attempts to get away because I was kind of like, I'm done with this. I'm I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. They were both the the two of those guys were pretty far ahead. Like yeah, they eventually got out of sight. They were so far ahead because we couldn't get organized. And then once they're out of sight, people really don't want to work. They really yeah. they really think they're just especially when you guys are racing for a third the podium yeah. spot, right? Anyway, so everything they fit those two finish comes down to the bottom of the climb. The guy somebody in front of you puts a dig in, you go over the oh, top. So no no no. So uh, near the end of the, there's a big downhill section before the big climb. Okay. Uh, that guy, I was sitting second wheel. He was sitting first wheel, and we go around the this corner, and right as soon as he goes around a corner, he just puts a huge dig in, and I just follow him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, I got pretty lucky that uh, cat threes hate to chase. Yeah. Because they just let us go. So it was me and him, and then there's one guy who also went off the front that people just let go. <laughs> Uh, so me and him all of a sudden started chasing and you know we were pretty close to the to the hill so that was kind of when I was starting to think like okay where is this guy at yeah, yeah so I was as I was you know he was taking a pull I was kind of seeing okay where where is he, how how is he acting when he's taking pulls mm-hmm. is he taking a strong pull where you know he's kind of in his groove or is he like 
taking a strong pull, but suffering. Yeah. Uh, he was actually taking less of a pull. So I was actually getting quite a bit of recovery when I was sitting on his wheel because I yeah. almost... I pushed, then it, and then you'd speed it up and hurt him a little bit more. Yeah, and then right. I would speed it up uh, to, to try to catch the guy because I yeah. didn't want to catch him. Um, pretty much eventually the guy just kind of gave up, you know? He was yeah. out there for a bit by himself. Uh, we blew past by him. I think he tried to jump on our wheel. He might have stuck on us until we hit the hill. Uh, once we hit, went up the hill... Again, I put in, I put down pretty much the same pace as I did before, maybe a little bit harder, to see what this guy, where this guy is at. Uh-huh. Uh, it was definitely hard. I tried to shoot out to the side a little bit to give give a little bit of a like a test, you know. But he he was right there, uh, so we started going over that. Um, there was a few more hills that we went over that uh, I tried to. I just set at the pace he was going at. Yeah. Um, at this point, I knew that I was feeling better than him. Okay. Uh, that being said, like, I was pretty cooked. I was redlining. So, once we hit those two final little kickers up to the finish line, uh, I just did a kick out to the left, and I was hoping, like, I hope this kick is what, where he says, like, yeah, it's not worth it. I'm not going to catch him. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that's what happened. I nice. kicked to the left. <clears throat> Um, I kind of looked back. He tried to go, but you could definitely tell he's like, I'll settle for fourth. Yeah. So cross the line in third. Immediately after crossing the line, I slammed on my brakes, got <laughs> off my bike, and pretty much collapsed. Yeah, I was you there. Guys, <laughs> you guys can check out the Insta- Instagram picture on that, yeah. um, Bike Race Weekly. You are pretty shattered. That Yeah, that was right after I crossed the finish line, just completely shattered after... Um, after that, it, honestly, it was probably not even as much from the break. It was, uh-huh. it was like ninety percent from the break, ten percent from the heat. Yeah, you know, I had terrible, terrible hot spots on my feet. I was sweating like crazy. It was just so hot. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge factor for feeling how I was feeling. Yeah, but yeah, third place on the day uh, was good. Uh, but there's just that extra ounce of. I, sh- I really wish I was racing for first and not third. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, third's really good, but you, it's it's kind of a bummer too because you just know it's not like it's not like it was out of sight or out yeah of, out of yeah out of question, right? So you know, next year, Ryan, you'll yeah. get him, you'll get him next year. And look at all those guys who didn't put in efforts to like even to catch us. Right, they were now racing for fifth or sixth place. Yeah, that's that's the tricky thing about a road race. I think everybody races. You know, in the in the U.S., people race crits for you know eighty. For most people, eighty percent of their races are crits, and crits are just like genuinely just like hard the entire time for the most people, right? It's just like accelerate, 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 and when brakes go off, you know, generally somebody puts a little dig in and they're already back. Road racing is just so different, where it's such a conscious effort to actually close gaps. It's more and of a long game. It's effort. a long game for sure. And it's like, you know, you're just like, it's stra- it's strategy the entire time, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so that was our state championships weekends. Wrapped it up. You know, pretty solid weekend overall, I'd say. Especially with you and getting some good results. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, is road season over? We're uh, midway through July. We had our state championships. Is is road season, is it cross season? Is cross is coming here? Uh, so my opinion on that is um, it is crossover season where these last remaining crit races can be training for cross races if that's your groove. Yeah. 
But it's not. But it's road not season so is not over. It, it, I wouldn't say it's over because there's. I mean, even Wisconsin. Uh, if if you live in the Milwaukee area, there's one more road race, um, and there's also two more. Uh, well, there's one more like next weekend. And yeah. Then there's the Project Echelon Omnium, which I would highly recommend everybody doing. Project Echelon Omnium is a great race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like I, a more of a traditional time-based Omnium. Yes, too, which yes. is something that most people don't get to experience. Yeah, yeah. That that is a, if you want to do time-based, like that is definitely a weekend where you actually care about the entire races plus rather, the time trial. <laughs> yeah. So I actually missed the early registration for it, being I was going to early register and then I missed it. Uh, so. I'm actually. I think I'm gonna actually skip the time trial. Just do the crit in the road race. Yeah, because the time trial is like thirty dollars. Got to lose all that time on GC so people let you go in the crit in the yeah. road race, right? But it's well, I was thinking because it's only a P one two three. There is no three four. Oh, it's P one two three. So you really and not four five. So you really don't care about GC. So then. I'm gonna be pretty far down the GC. So I've and I mean it. W- it almost just wouldn't be worth paying. You know, it's over two dollars a minute doing the time trial yeah you break it down like but, that all the time right time versus minute you actually get yeah race. so it's like it's $30 for a 12 minute race or a 12 minute time trial yeah so it, it's almost just not worth it for me when I know I'm going to take more towards the bottom mm-hmm. uh, if, if they did you might surprise yourself no I don't think so yeah. um, it, if they did more of a like like early registration I think was like 80 or $85 if it was, if they just raised it, I think full registration now is like a hundred five. So that's okay. yeah, you're paying about thirty five dollars a race or something. It's not not cheap, but um, yeah. So I think I think the time trial though should not be thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean road racing in general is just it's a, you know like like cost wise it probably costs them the same amount of money to put on a time trial than it does to put on a crit or the road race portion yeah unfortunately so, yeah so that's why i think the cost is that much um but yeah i mean back to back to kind of what we were talking about before i don't think it's i think road something that kind of bothers me is people lump in cyclocross season and road season as if like road season has to end because cyclocross is starting i kind of don't like that i, I, I don't think, like that either i just think like and i know a lot of people that race road also race cyclocross and a ton of people that race cyclocross dabble in a little bit of road. Yeah, but not many do. Not, I, I think most people that race cyclocross, that's their thing. And, like, that's cool. But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It always kind of bugs me. It's, like, especially with the WCA calendar. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because nobody wants to put a race on past September. But it's, like, you know, you get to September and all of a sudden it's, like, yep, we can't race road anymore. It's cyclocross season. When the weather is great. Like, September should be a month to race. Even October. You know, even October. You know, like, it's still between 60 to 80 degrees. Like, that sounds so much better than racing in 90 degrees in July. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wish I knew a little bit more about the calendar and how that worked. Even if you're allowed to put a road race on after September. But, you know, like, I like the whole cross is coming. Yeah, it's definitely coming, but we're still racing road, you know. I think I think about it like mountain biking and road biking. Yeah. It's like it's two very different types of oh, right. racers. Right. But they both can thrive in the same environment. And also too, I really enjoy like, hey, there's a three week break between the next race, but there's a mountain bike race in between there. Like 
that's awesome. I'll go race mountain bikes. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I think you can run them at the same time, especially like in September, but maybe just like stagger the weekends. Yeah. You honestly, you probably don't even need to stagger the weekends. It's just like have your own seasons. And when there's not <clears throat> one thing going on, people will go to the other. Totes. I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, all right. We were going to talk some uh, deals and steals. Oh, yeah, steals yeah, yeah. Since since we're talking about kind of the season being, I wouldn't say over, but it's in the twilight. It's in the it's in the, the later part of the yeah. season, right? Now we're just, we're kind of getting ready for just like a chill, like uh, come down from racing. Uh, it's, a lot it's of people the time, say, It's oh. the time of the year where uh, companies are starting to release their new products That's and all right. their old products go on sale. That's true. So we're going to talk about where you can find the best deals yeah. and steals. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you just got a pretty sweet new helmet. I just got a helmet, uh, the Laser Z1. Yeah, and you got a pretty good deal on it too, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a decent deal. Um, I got it for 20% off on backcountry.com mm, okay uh it is a like first time purchasing uh, deal except okay. what i found out is that if you just do guest checkout they give you the first time uh, purchasing deal or if you just look no. up retail me not right they have the coupon code that you can just put in now i found the same helmet for actually 50 percent off yeah but there was not as many color options. There's not as many color options or size options. Right. So there's medium, which mm-hmm. were, were normal adult size humans. So we wear medium helmets. Uh, but the colors were like white and silver or or black and yellow. It's the World Tour Team colors. Yeah. The World Tour a lot Team of the World that Tour has teams. the laser Z1s, they have all those colors in like every size still. Exactly. Because yep. they just don't match many kits. kits so if they do match your kit and you really want those helmets you can go online Buy right one. now and get amazing deals i oh, think yeah. they're like 130 dollars right now that's where i found one yeah uh they still have the uh white mips yep but only in small and it's 130 dollars. so if you're a small head go buy it go buy that because that yeah. is an amazing deal i'm a big proponent of using google shopping you know like type in the exact model and even the size that you're looking for and then I'll go to Google Shopping. That's where I'll start. I'll try to find my deal. That does like a pretty good scrape of all the retailers online to find like some solid pricing. And if I can't find it there, a lot of times I'll go over to eBay and you can find people selling brand new helmets on eBay for like super low prices. You can find people that like have super lightly used helmets or other apparel on eBay. Um, that's like a really great price. So that's kind of like my, my backup. You know, and then even plan plan C, I guess, you know, like my the other pages that I look, if you go to Facebook, a lot of the times there are like buy, sell, trade pages. And since we're talking about, you know, all these companies coming out with new stuff this time of the year, it's a great time to check those pages because a lot of people will be buying their new bikes, their new gear, their new their new whatever, and they'll post their old stuff on there. And, you know, like being that we're still kind of in the mid-season, I think the pricing is pretty low. They just want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, for me, I like, uh, I always wait for, say, I'm, I'm kind of a more particular person where it's like, uh, so like with my helmet, um, I was kind of like, if I'd spend $30 more, because I was thinking about getting the white and silver one. Yeah. Um, but it was like $30 more and I could get exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So for me, that was kind of worth it. 
Um, but like a site that I always go on is Steep and Cheap. Oh, Steep and Cheap's great. Yeah. yeah, that is a website where you have to, you can't really go, you can go on there looking for something specific, but don't expect to find it. It's kind of like you have to look kind of consistently you've got to have like it to eventually show up you've got to have like a category that you're looking for yeah you just need a new helmet where's the best deal start with steep and cheap yeah Yeah, because they're gonna have like a whole bunch of options Mm -hmm. they just might not be the exact ones you want but they're gonna be for really good prices there's a couple other sites that are similar to steep and cheap too that just have these insane deals. I don't know. They must just get like a. a it's load. like backstock. Yeah, like a load of websites. backstock. Yeah. I don't, they. I don't know how they make money, um, but they probably buy it for like extremely low prices yeah. and, then, and then move it pretty quickly. But there's a couple of them. If you kind of search around, you'll figure out which ones mm-hmm. are which. Um, if you have an REI membership, um, REI always has pretty good deals, yeah. especially on their yeah. like outlet. What is that? The REI Garage? Is yeah, that, something like that. Yeah. Um, they also like twice a year, I believe, they have their twenty percent off anything. Yeah. So if you're looking to buy like a new bike, even if it's new, yeah, like a new bike, you can get twenty percent off on. Yep. And then you got to be an REI member to take advantage of that, which is twenty dollars for a lifetime. Yeah. We also don't get any money from any of these sites. No. Or REI. I wish we did. Yeah. But this is just things that we actually use. Also, if you um, buy something with that twenty percent on REI, so say you buy a bike for fifteen hundred dollars. You get like 5% back on that towards REI gift cards. Yeah, it really pays off if you're yeah. if you're an REI fan to like become a member. Yeah, so you uh, twice a year you get 20% off of anything, uh, which is, you don't, that doesn't sound like a huge deal, but then you realize like bikes are never 20% off. No. That's a that's insane a good deal. deal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially new ones. Yeah. Current year. Yeah. You know? So deals like that. Um, for Black Friday, I'm going to be looking out for uh, deals on like TVs and stuff mm. to set up a new uh, workout studio at me and Anna's new apartment. Nice. Uh, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Get some Zwift this year. Not Zwift, no. but you know, upgrade. Uh, looking to upgrade the workout studio. So I'm going to be looking at that. I know that um, you know Black Friday has now become just a not really like a sales. It's all Cyber Monday, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. Cyber Monday deals that start before Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, but still, it gives it, it'll give me time to look at like the different options I want, what kind of, you know, yeah. how I want to set it up. I know I'm going to be getting uh, some vibration-proof mats to put. On, a good idea. Put underneath our bikes. Um, I might get soundproofing stuff, but I'm I'm pretty excited. Might get a few like stands to put next to our bikes, you know. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna have like a a gym, like a yeah. This is gonna be a nice gym. Yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking is kind of having our own little gym section. So I'm pretty excited to do that. Uh, I'm gonna get the the mats off of like Amazon Mm -hmm. again. Like you can you can find deals on Amazon for that kind of stuff. Tools wise, I mean the tools never I. I know that like you know people say like get park tool or something I will probably never buy park tool why is, why is that uh, you can buy so a park tool screwdriver will run you like ten dollars oh yeah a screwdriver will run you a dollar yeah a screwdriver is a screwdriver <laughs> a lot of a lot of bike stuff that's marketed as a bike thing is just a thing with the name bike slapped on it yeah like Even, a lot of stuff you can just buy. You can go to your local hardware store and just like yeah, they make the same stuff at Ace Hardware. Even uh, my toolbox, I bought a toolbox 
for that toolbox was like four dollars. Oh yeah. You know, so if you go to Walmart and they have big and like big toolboxes that you can carry around yeah. that are perfect for all your random bike tools, and then just I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a proponent of buying it when you need it, not buying it so that one day you'll need it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, I wouldn't say major with that. I think because a lot of those idea. like so like I believe the park tool toolbox thing is like three hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it comes with all these things you'll that, never use. Yeah, unless you're like a professional mechanic. I, I was a mechanic, and some of those tools I don't even know what they are. <laughs> there's there's one that has like, maybe you just weren't a good mechanic. <laughs> I, I may have been a bad mechanic, but I I'm still like I've seen I've looked at the tools and I, like I'm like I I didn't, wouldn't even know what yeah, to use this they're, for. They're for sure niche. Like tools sure. that are used for bottom brackets back in the '90s or something. Yeah. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, but when that, are you gonna pick up that so, '90s frame? Yeah. So pound that bottom bracket out. Yeah. So if you ever are looking for tools online, um, honestly, I would I would just buy off brand. I, yeah. I tools a tool, especially if it's metal. Metal's metal. Yeah. Well, well, okay, metal is not metal. Metal, but metal's metal unless it's take, not metal. I don't think you're gonna break any of them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. Okay. All right. Well, Ryan, I, I think we had a third topic we wanted to talk about, but if we can't think of it, I have got another topic. I forgot it too. I mean, since we're, since we've been watching the tour. Yeah. And it is now the today was stage eleven. I think. Today wasn't the rest day, right? Eleven. Today was, Today was 11. 11. Yesterday was rest day. So now we're like, uh, we're almost halfway through the tour, which is kind of crazy. We actually technically are halfway through the tour. Uh, do you want to just like talk a little bit about about the tour? Sure. We kind of cool. did that last time, I think, but we did. But that was a couple. That was like a, that was like yeah. after the first week. That was like stage six. We talked about the tour. Yes, yeah, so last now week. we're on eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I, I will say one thing that's really stuck out for me. For me, yeah, is that there's been a different winner every single day yeah. of the tour. I feel so I feel so happy for the sprinters, yeah, because every everybody's gotten a win, like all of the big sprinters, and then plus the others. Like you know, I feel like a lot of the times, I don't know, I just always feel bad for like the teams that come with this like beefed up lead out train, and their whole goal of the tour is to get like a stage win, yeah, and they don't. Like there's been years where like Cav or Gripel have taken up like you know, four or more stage wins, maybe not that many, three or more stage wins. And it's like, oh, that kind of sucks for everybody else. But yeah, every, after today, Caleb Ewan won stage 11. Everybody has gotten, all the big sprinter teams have gotten a... A, a stage win. Stage win. Yeah. Is, has anybody not gotten a stage win? Um, I mean, there's... Uh, that has a sprinting... A sprinting... Matthew... Um, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, but Team he, Sun... Team Sunweb. Team Sunweb has it, but... He, um, Matthew, uh, what's his last name? It's Bling. His name's Bling. Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews. Yeah. Um, he he's not really a sprinter per uh, se he, right now. He was not training for for he sprinting. Was, he, he was, was not was, training to be in the sprints. No, he was he was going to be there on the GC squad for yeah. Michael Matthews, and then so he did not come into the tour with that like super specific sprint work yeah. he came in with you know he's ready to like you he was know, ready to go in the sit on sit on the front and be there like on yeah through the mountains so he could like help you know do Milan on the flats between you know some of those big yeah. climbs uh so I think he's kind of in a weird situation I, I would actually like it I hope he does get a win I hope he does too I, I mean I think he the guy seems you know like 
pretty pretty class. Like, he was pretty dominant a few years ago. Yeah, he's gotten a win. I know he's gotten a win in the tour before. So, or actually, he won he's the Green three. Jersey. Yeah, he, he in won the twenty seventeen. Yeah, the year that Peter Sagan got kicked out. That's right. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that he gets a stage win. Uh, currently, like the GC actually got really shaken up on stage yeah. ten, which was actually pretty funny the way that happened. Yeah. So there was a crosswind, and I think in general the team seemed to be kind of content with like not pushing it and ef education actually went to the front to start out yeah. and they started just lighting it up and going really hard on the front i don't know where uran was or how far up he was i think he just got dropped i don't i don't know he if was he was in a bad spot right and... i i think they just when they started lighting it up he didn't get dropped then but once they like poke the bear, I think Quickstep and Ineos went to the front and they're like, "Oh, you want to do that? Like, hold my beer." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll like, show. Oh, who's off the back? Oh, oh, we're gonna do this today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then you see the act, like you know these like these squads that came here to win sprints and like just you know heavy hitters, right? And Ineos, all those guys are time trialists. Like they can all ride the flats. Um, you just see them go to the front and absolutely annihilate the race. I mean, we had Richie Port. Thibaut Pino, uh, uh, George Bennett lost like 14 minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, all these guys lost minutes. And on a flat stage, like, you wouldn't even lose that many minutes on a difficult mountain stage. Like, I would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't count them out of the GC, but I would certainly say that those guys are going to have a, a really hard time getting on the podium. You know what I've noticed, uh, speaking, speaking of which, um, everybody's always saying, like, are like a minute down or something like oh you know i'm not worried about it i'll make it back in the mountains yeah i, I feel never like make it back in the mountains well that's the thing <laughs> is in the past few years time has not been made up in the mountains it's no. been made up on flat stages like the the, the stage 10 where there's crosswinds or in time trials yeah because of the sky train it's like the only thing that you can guarantee is that people will fall off the back and lose time yeah. in the mountains the only thing you can do is get uh those time bonuses <laughs> Yeah, and which we'll, nobody's really within um, a range where even time bonuses will help them. Right. So people, I mean, in the last few years, it's come down to seconds, not minutes. Yeah, you know, like Team Ineos. Sorry, I keep saying Team Sky. Team Ineos is their entire game plan is put all of their riders on the front in the mountains, make it really hard so nobody can attack. Everybody finishes together, and then they take all of the time bonuses when it when or not bonuses, but they make up all of their time on GC in the time trials because they're incredibly good time trials. Like it's a pretty simple formula, you know. Yeah. People always complain like, oh, they make cycling boring, or ah, oh, they like buy up all the talent. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's a really great argument. I actually kind of like watching them. It's you know, like you just want to watch the best in the world, right? Yeah. It's. That's kind of like, um, you know, like you could you could handicap different aspects of of the sport and like make it more interesting, right? But I don't know. I, I like watching it. It's just it's interesting. You, you like the team has to work together so perfectly, and you just see the these like riders getting shed off the front one after another, and it's almost like, oh, are they going to make it to the top without having to even touch like Garon Thomas or Chris Froome? Like that'd be kind of insane. Yeah, the one thing that I. This will be my last thought, but um, and maybe maybe I'm just ignorant to it, but I just don't get how no other team has just done the same thing. Um, they're just not strong enough, and they, they you know, like they're Team Ineos has the largest budget, so they buy 
the best riders. They have the most money to invest into those riders to make them faster. So, you know, I think Movistar is pretty close, but all and a lot of the other riders have such a different riding style too, um, where they're punchier and they are they're more attacking. You know, like Tom Dumoulin is probably the closest thing to Chris Froome, who is more of a time trialist that can ride GC, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like Nairo Quintana likes to attack. Um, Nivoli likes to attack. Like, these guys don't want to just, like, stay at one hard, one super hard pace and be, like, dragged around the mountains. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering when uh, <laughs> another team will take up that tactic. Honestly, you know what I think will do it? I'm going to guess is, Mitchelton Scott. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I think Mitchelton Scott is develop, trying to develop a team who can... Uh, go toe-to-toe go, with the uphill lead-out train. Yeah, who can go toe-to-toe with uphill lead-out train. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've a hu- got... A huge fan got of Mitchelton, some, Mitchelton Scott, yeah. so I'm a little biased, but... They've got I some think, really good climbers. Yeah. And they've been... They've been... Uh, managing all time cuts really well. In the Crosswinds day, they were up with Ineos. Yeah. The only time they lost was when, uh, during the time trial. Yeah, I mean, some of the people that are looking really good on GC right now would be Garon Thomas, Egon Bernal, Nairo Quintana did not get dropped in the Crosswinds. And then to your point, Mitchelson Scott, uh, Adam Yates. He's only 35 seconds down. Yeah, I don't believe he got dropped in the Crosswinds. So, like, good on him. Uh, that I, there, I mean, I think the, the amount of riders that are kind of in a good position has gotten greatly reduced. Yep. Steven Kreiswick, he's mm-hmm. also he's in a good position. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's all the tour talk yeah, that's I good. think we'll cover. Ryan, is there anything else you want to talk about today? No, I think that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, tell them where they can find us. Well, you can find us at Bike Race Weekly on all social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Rick has been doing a pretty good job of updating Instagram rate lately, so go Thanks, check Ryan. out some pictures there. Um, we update our Facebook with all of our live episodes, so go give that a follow to get updates. Um, we are, I mean, I guess I guess we can put this out. We are actually moving podcasting ho- uh, hosts. Yes. Um, which should not affect anything. Shouldn't, but if it does, that's it why. Does, that's why. Uh, we're just moving from Libsyn over to Anchor. Yeah, we're gonna try out something different. Yep, we're gonna. But try. don't worry, your favorite podcast will <laughs> still be, will still be uh, in the same spot for you guys to download, listen every week, and of course, we love it when you guys leave reviews, uh, give us a rating if you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love to hear why you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we will be back next week. See you, everybody. <laughs>